Translation, a weekly-ish exploration of one fellow's translation of the Christian scriptures, one big idea or so at a time. My name is Brandon Rhodes, and across the internet from me is the translator himself, Brandon Johnson. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. How you doing this wonderful morning? Good. There's uh, more snowflakes as I was taking my kids to school this morning, so that's exciting. I don't think that it'll stick like it did a few weeks ago, but... March. Absolute. Well, this is yeah. our March madness. That's uh, right. <laughs> sports. Go sports. Yay, do the sportsing. Yeah, that's right. Well, we yeah. have... We've got a... Uh, an esoteric episode that I think will uh, get come down to earth a little bit more as we work our way through it. Um, Let's hope. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it will. Uh, there is a lot of weird words and language in the scripture that don't necessarily have any malign impact or ill or uh, a um, scandalous um, scribal legacy, like the fella who scratched out, you know, Mary and put Martha right uh, yeah. a couple episodes ago this is just one of those it's a opaque technical term that we need to talk about and mm-hmm. um you know yeah. as as we've been thinking about this it's like no the there are then actual real subsequent changes that you get once you de-jargon the text and there's all kinds mm-hmm. of shitty stuff that can accrue behind an opaque religious technical term Right. Yeah. And part of the reason it's opaque is, is just that it's old. Like it's it's not a word that we use anymore in language otherwise. Like the word we're talking unless... about is abides. Mm-hmm. And it does get used in reference to the big Lebowski. Right. And that's it. It's it's yeah. the big Lebowski and like the fourth gospel. That's it. Yeah. You might hear it every once in a while in other settings, but not it's not a normal word otherwise mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Used to be. Mm-hmm. Thanks be to the Cohen brothers for bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. In style. Uh yeah, so let's let's look at this in the Greek. Yeah, so the word that's Typically, you know, we're, we're kind of focusing in on John 15, where it shows up a whole bunch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of abide in me and I abide in you, phrasing that if you're f- familiar with the Bible, you probably recognize. Um, but the word meno in the Greek shows up 33 times in John. Um, and usually it's just a really simple, like, stay like remain can be a good way to kind of bridge like sometimes you'll hear it translated in more traditional as remain instead of abide it's a little bit more updated that way Mm -hmm. um but it's really just like staying like the first time it shows up is at jesus baptism where the spirit descended like a dove and stayed on him it didn't just like flutter away it like stayed there remained there right yeah uh, later in Je- yeah in this <laughs> the dove abides um later in that same chapter in john one some of the 
people that are meeting Jesus just ask him something like, teacher, where are you staying? Same word. And then the next set, next verse, it's, so he went and stayed with them. Like mm-hmm. literally just like spent the night. Yeah. So this is, this is a normal word. Right. This is, it may, there may be fruitfulness in how it's cared for and nurtured the saints over the his, over the past two mm-hmm. thousand years of beautiful tradition, but yeah, I mean you can use words to mean really important things, even if the word itself is just a really common word. Yeah, yeah, but that that sense of staying the night with them, or at, later it talks about staying in Galilee for a few days, like it's that use gets used over and over is just this really generic term mm-hmm. um those many of those 33 times is that meaning yeah is that usage and then you do get this stretch in john 15 where it's abide in me and not i abide in you and all this sort of mm-hmm. um suddenly suddenly the other translations where previously they were translating Mano as um stayed with now are like no it's now this abiding arcane yeah yeah yeah. um kind of mysterious word yeah and again it's fine to use the same word in different ways we do that in every language that's not that's not to say that the translators are doing something sneaky here it's it's just how language works Um, you do bad translators and disrespectful to the text if you were translating the same greek word the same way every time not because you're making it boring but because you're making it dishonest right yeah it's kind of a first year greek student mistake is basically what that would be and yet the nasb is basically a translation built around defying this first year greek (laughs) principle yeah it's it's trying to have it do some of what I'm trying to do here and have it be clear for the reader. Like this English word goes with this Greek word. Yeah. As much as you can. So like how I've been working with it is having it be some variation of stay present. Mm. I think that captures the family of meanings pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, some contexts like where are you staying tonight? And so he went and stayed with them. It would be weird to say, where are you staying present tonight? And yeah. he went and stayed present. Like, no, 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 no. Just where are you abiding um, tonight? Yeah. So I just did stayed there because that's what makes sense there. Right. And in other places, it does something like uh, in John six, for instance, where he says, whoever resides in me and I in him uh, is in the more traditional. I did is present with me and I am present with them. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes I just use pr- stay. Sometimes I just use present. Sometimes I use both together, trying to at least help English readers track that th- this language is being repeated, just like it would be easy to track that in for Greek readers originally, mm-hmm. but doing it based on the context in a way that makes the most sense. Right. Well, let's look at uh, some examples of this. Can you bring that up on the screen? Yeah, we're just going to bring up one passage because it's got a lot of examples in it. It sure does. Mm-hmm. 
thanks. We've got this up on the screen now. This is uh, John 15, one through something, yeah? Yeah, one through 17, we don't have all of those verses up at the same time just because they wouldn't fit very well. But um, so we have four pages here that we'll go through mm -hmm. that has those 17 verses across them. And we have side by side here, the English standard version on the left and my translation on the right. Great. So to kind of show. So I have, if you're seeing this, you can see that there are things highlighted. Uh, yellow is where this Greek word meno shows up. In ESV uses abide, and I'm using stay present. Um, you can kind of scroll through and show how that shows up over and over again. Mm -hmm. I also have some other things highlighted here. Uh, in green, I have highlighted what's traditionally that in me in you over and over again, uh, in my love, in the vine, uh, in the English Standard Version, the ESV, where instead of in, I've been doing with. And I believe that is a more faithful translation of the, the Greek preposition n. Sure. Um, it shows like accompaniment, presence with that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. um, it can be translated as in, but only in the sense of like, I'm participating in this conversation and it's showing the relate that there is a relationship, the participation. I'm participating regarding this conversation. I'm participating and what am I participating? It's this conversation. Yeah. So it's just like, there's a, relationship there but it's not in like internal yeah it's not locative yeah yeah and so that's the meaning of it but it makes much more sense and especially in this imagery of these first few verses with the vine mm -hmm. it makes much more sense to have the word with be here and just showing that connection element instead of just saying in i'm using the word connection <laughs> I'm connected with me, connected with the vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to show that connection. Mm hmm. Well, that makes good sense. And just emphasizing that language of with further down, where the ESV has abide in me and I in you, you have stay present with me and me present with you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, abiding in the vine versus stay connected with the vine like with and togetherness and connection are such fundamental sort of organizing principles of the divine project mm -hmm. as we've received it uh even i mean with is it's like god's middle name <laughs> emmanuel yep. god with us yeah, yeah thank you yeah it yeah it's pretty core. The dwelling of God is with humanity, is with, not above, but with, not mm -hmm. absent from, but still dope, but solidly, intimately with. So being able to, as in this passage that conventionally is understood as some sort of like, exploring a, a more mystical sense 
sentimental inward sense of um relating to the divine it's often like to me coming out of evangelicalism and i've i've seen this in other branches of the tradition as well sort of this like jesus living in your heart the inness is so mm-hmm. emphasized like i've just got jesus yeah. in here and it's no there's a witness there's a connection that's um that has i think bigger implications that we'll get to as we work our way through this yeah which this these 17 verses kind of progress towards what are the implications this first part is kind of saying like here's this connection do you see it do you see the connection and then the, as it keeps going through the verses then it starts to give you the, the so what <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah do you want to read these few verses here and then we can talk about the vine connection sure sure um i'll play the bad guy and read the esv <laughs> okay let me uh get my best calvinist voice here uh, <laughs> oh gosh it really misogynist voice yeah yeah it should be like preening uh uh, i am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit already you are clean because of the word that i have spoken to you abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I get so dizzy reading. This. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. It's a lot of word play yeah. back and forth in this. So here's my rendering of that same section. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He removes every branch connected with me that doesn't produce a crop. And he cleanses each one that produces a crop so that it can produce a larger crop. You are already clean because of what I've spoken about with you in conversation. Stay present with me and me present with you. Just like the branch can't produce a crop by itself if it doesn't stay connected with the vine, it's the same with you if you don't stay present with me. Mm. I mean, I know I created that version of it, but it, it just feels so much clearer to me what it's saying there. It sure does. Like it's natural language without being cringily colloquial. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not casting shade in any particular direction. Um, and it, it makes the metaphors consistent for God's sake. I mean, let's look at the, so if you're watching this and hopefully if you're listening, we'll remember to put a PDF, this PDF in the show notes. Um, that verse two, you know, and he clean, you have, and he cleanses each one that produces a crop so that it can produce a larger crop. You're already clean because of what I've spoken about. Mm -hmm. But in the ESV, instead of cleanses there, it says prunes and then it switches over to cleanses. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he prunes, which makes sense with the metaphor of it's taking it. Of the vine and being a gardener. And yeah, prunes is a good job of putting it in context, right? Yeah, yeah. But then Um, it it, it switches over to clean in the next verse. But is that the same Greek word? It's the same Greek word, yeah. And it's the same Greek word that's 
cleanse or clean throughout the rest of John and anywhere else in the New Testament. Yeah. But and pruning is a form of cleaning. You're pruning mm -hmm. disease. It's trimming away the dead disease yeah. parts so that it can flourish and have more life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what cleansing is, is it's doing something to promote more fuller life. Yeah, yeah. So there's a consistent flow here. Instead of like yep. in the ESV, it's, uh, and hey, you know, um, the like, father- are we talking about clean? The father prunes, and then also already you are clean. It's like, wait, are we done talking about pruning? Now you're talking about cleaning? I'm mm -hmm. a little flummoxed here. Maybe yeah. uh, uh, some gardeners would catch that flow, but Maybe. I am a gardener yeah. and I don't really see the flow. <laughs> right. It could work to go the other direction than what I've done and use prune in both places. That would work. Yeah. Um, that'd be fine. I preferred the cleansing because I'm not just wanting it to fit in this context. I'm wanting it to show the fuller context that this cleansing idea is the a continuous theme throughout the whole book. Um, yeah, the old translation gives us no frame of reference. We're like a child who wanders into a conversation. Gosh. So, but these connections here of he cleanses each one so that it can just go, you're already clean because of what I've spoken about. This is, this is a pre-existing state. The disciples, the students that he's talking with, he's not saying do this. He's saying you're already doing this. Continue in it. Oh, yeah. Don't stop. Which I feel like the stay present with me leans into that. Stay connected with the vine. Stay present with me. Versus abide in me, abide in the vine, abide in me. It feels like that's a command, like start doing this. Mm. Um, and it's again, it's not incorrect. It's just, I feel like the way the stay present language helps make that really clear. Yeah, all the way back to verse two, like every branch connected, like it's already in the yeah, this the 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 metaphor flows all the way through from one to four here mm -hmm. in your translation. And therefore the emphasis is on um staying in connection to Jesus and letting with that metaphor the the sap of Christ like flow in us, the life that is in mm -hmm. him is in us also remain there and every branch that you have will be filled with that um mm -hmm. and every branch that doesn't will be cleaned or pruned pick one <laughs> but it'll happen right uh whereas the the like the esv as it has it here's a metaphor and then also all this abiding language it's like therefore have jesus living in your heart and but i yeah i how that's how my tradition of origin in intones those and or even like now we both love contemplative spirituality and so this mm -hmm. abiding language is but is well used by people that we've yeah it can be used to good to good effect it's not yeah. an inherently bad word to use no no just literarily doesn't uh bear as clear a fruit here as it should mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yeah. So we have this kind of progression of, I'm talking about a vine. Yeah. And there are already branches connected with it. If the branch that's connected with it doesn't produce a crop, it gets cut off. That way, the ones that are still there aren't hindered and can produce even more, mm -hmm. have more life. And then we go to the next section. You want to read the ESV yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, I am the, this is continuing in verse five. I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit. Mm -hmm. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. I don't know where the prove language is coming from there, but anyway, so here's mine. <laughs> I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever stays connected with me and me connected with them, they are who produce a large crop because you aren't able to do anything separated from me. Does that make sense? Like if we're using this vine imagery, the branch has to be connected with the vine to produce crops. You can't like cut off a branch, throw it on the ground and expect it to start growing grapes, right? Right, right. It's not gonna happen. Um, if someone doesn't stay connected with me, they are thrown outside like a branch and wither, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you stay present with me, and my statements stay present with you, then ask for whatever you want, and it will happen for you. This is how my father is shown to be praiseworthy, that you produce a large crop and become my students. Yep, the metaphor makes more sense all the way down. Yeah. And then we start to get a little bit of that, so what now? So, okay, remember we said that the, vi the vine and branches have to be connected? Well, I'm the vine. And if you stay connected with me, don't get separated. Then get toward the bottom here. You produce a large crop, becoming my students. Mm. Like, what kind of crop? Are we still talking about grapes? Well, let's continue and find out. Yeah, yeah. So continuing the ESV, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Just like the Father loved me, I also loved you. Stay present with my love. If you pay close attention to my directions, you will stay present with my love. Just like I have paid close attention to my father's directions and I stay present with his love. I have spoken about these things to you so my joy would stay present among you and your joy could be filled up. This is my direction. Remember, we're supposed to pay close attention to be present with his love. 
this is my direction that you would love each other like I loved you. Not just like I loved you, so love each other, but in the same ways that I loved you. Mm -hmm. No one has a more impressive love than this, that someone sets aside their very life for their friends. Mm. Yeah, there's a, um, I'm going to kind of exaggerate the this contrast I see here, but the conventional translation has a real genuine loveliness to it. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Um, poetic. Yeah, it's poetic. It, it, um, there's a familiarity to that that kind of works for me. And mm -hmm. the logic of it is... Um, it, it doesn't have a, such a consistent logic all the way through. It's more passive, I suppose. Yeah. It's good for sound bites. It is. It's yeah. Just and take a sentence a by itself and it sounds fruitful nice. Effect. Yeah. Genuinely fruitful effect. It can do that. Thank God. Uh, and <laughs> um, it because abide is such a um either religious technical language or or just opaque and strange word mm. just a sense of like i don't know what this is supposed to mean here yeah do something in, <laughs> do something in my love if you keep my commandments you will do something in my love just as i've kept my father's commandments and done something with his love it's like i don't know what the f it means uh, <laughs> but this idea of like Jesus being fully energized and uh, full of the sap of the divine, right? Christ is fully connected to the father's love and it animates every which way his vines go and grow. Mm -hmm. And so also that love being poured into us continuing on. Well, that all makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't leave space for, you know, all Jesus wants is um I, I've heard this said by a lot of folks. Uh, you know, God looks at the heart. Um, like God doesn't look at your outward actions. God looks at your heart. It's like, mm -hmm. well, God looks at your heart, but God doesn't look. It's a good Romans reference there. Yeah. yeah. But God doesn't look only at your heart. God looks at your whole life and body and life lived. It's not just what inward sentimentality. Did you have good motivations? That works by your really. Fruit, you will know them, right? By your fruit, you will know them. Not just by. Um, your inward sentimentality that down that path goes, well, they had good motivations and intentions when they were beating their kid, when they were invading that country, when they were controlling their spouse, when they were not paying their employees well. Yeah, well, but they, you know, they donate to charity. Like this sense of God. Or they said the caring. sinner's prayer. Yeah. It's like, it, it, well, it's fundamentally Gnostic. It, it, mm -hmm. It's saying that God doesn't give a shit about your bodies and about creation, about the life that we live together. Right. And so that's not what I'll just be respectful to, to the ESV people and say, that's not what they meant. 
but it sure as hell is easy mm -hmm. to find a way to hear these passages in a way that says what matters is that the father's love is living in me or i i have some sort of inward sentimentality which i mean i don't want to belittle that at all divine union goes all the way down it gets all the way in us receiving divine love and participating in it but that's mm -hmm. the thing is the abide translation makes it easy to not feel out the participation in divine love and the way divine love participates in us the this conversational nature of reality getting all the way back to episode two this season right yeah i mean and that the shift from believe that we've seen it over and over and faith in that sense of just like the what i think real hard um <laughs> yeah that that feeds into this too, but if we're remembering, no, this is like trust that leads to faithful action. That's what we mean by that Greek word, not mm -hmm. what I think real hard. Jeez. Um, yeah. And then it fits. And, you know, James has something to say about that too. It's like faith without works is dead. Belief or trust without actions is dead it's the branches that are thrown into the fire mm -hmm. in this passage you know yeah either they don't bear fruit or they bear bad fruit both of those count right and so if you want trust to actually be faithfulness yeah that trust that you can stay present and have this deep bond and connection with christ sure don't abandon that part of it but it has to then include following the directions paying close attention to like what are you trusting to like you're trusting that living like jesus is worth it mm. leads to life and that's this is how you love each other like jesus loved us you lay down your very life for your friends, for the people that you say you care about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which brings us to the last section. Beginning in verse 14. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide <clears throat> uh, so that whatever you, <laughs> so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. What does that mean, Brandon? <laughs> the fruit should abide. The fruit abides, man. Whatever the <laughs> hell that means. Yep. I take comfort knowing that it's out there. Taking a reading for all us sinners. <laughs> all right. The fruits. Remember, lay down. Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So remember from the last section, we have so, no one has a more impressive love than this that someone sets aside their very life for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I am directing you to do. I say you aren't enslaved anymore. 
since an enslaved worker doesn't know what his lord does. Mm. However, I have said you are friends because I let you know everything I heard from my father. You're in on it. We're like partners in this, right? Mm -hmm. This is not a hierarchical relationship. Yeah, it's collaborative. It's that same, the sap that's flowing from the root through the trunk of the, um, of the grape vine goes all the way out into the vines and into the fruits. Like this conversation between father and son is always meant to take on our flesh. The witness of God is not, uh, um, a silent observing presence, but an active engagement in our moments of love and suffering. You didn't pick me. Instead, I picked you and set you aside so that you would go and produce a crop and your crop would stay present. Which I don't know if that's a ton more clear than your fruit should abide, but hopefully a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> uh, well, and your crop well, would your stay crop present. Your crop will not rot. Your crop will, yeah. Yeah, remain. Maybe remain would, I don't know. It would in endure, like, stay fresh keep producing yeah oh yeah. there you go yeah your crop will be yeah, sustainable. That, that fits with uh back in john six where it's talking about the the bread the fruit the bread of life abiding remaining yeah for age long life and not being perishable uses that word mm -hmm. got a good shelf life yeah yeah is participating in the uh life to come mm -hmm. so that your father would give you whatever you ask him whatever you ask him for as my representatives i'm giving you these directions so that you would love each other mm -hmm. it's like the premise of all this is branches need the vine they have to be connected to have life and what does that life really look like loving each other yes and that love bears more fruit grows the love which then bears more fruit growing the love and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger mm -hmm. but it has to be active and not just like you were talking about earlier of like i said the sinner's prayer i've got jesus in my heart end of list Yeah, it's great to have, I mean, it's holy to have an inward sentimentality, a tenderness to the divine. Please, God, may all of us. And the, having a tender relationship to this feral God also mm -hmm. means um, what's that line in... Um, as good as it gets. Uh, mm -hmm. Helen Hunt demands one co good compliment from Jack Nicholson. And he says, you make me want to be a better man. Like, mm. so to, to actually have love is to, it, it does fundamentally change us that their good energy comes into us and we are a different person because of it. And that's what this metaphor 
the way love works within this metaphor of um, the vine. Mm-hmm. Boy, we're just dropping all kinds of references to mid nineties uh, movies. <laughs> yeah. Show yeah. me the money. Um- <laughs> no, but it makes me think of like the center for action and contemplation, father Richard Rohr's organization, like action yeah and contemplation these are not in competition with each other it's this presence this very awareness Mm. of being connected with christ that's Mm -hmm. essential that's and and those who value that at least in in father roars and tradition see that as leading to action enabling empowering action yes yes action that's aligned with christ specifically and that and that road flows in both directions when you come Mm -hmm. to know the crucified one you come to know god in the face of the crucified as well when you find yourself left outside of the city gates to dry and die you come to know a tenderness of the Father's love and the character of Christ. When you stand with uh, or are um, marginalized peoples, like that's why one of Jesus's fundamental hunches is um, the poor have a fundamental insight on the divine. And so it is mutually transformative, whether you are, whatever your privilege stack looks like here, um, however in by default you are or out by default you are, um, withness in love turns to make me once more able to abide with the Father's Mm -hmm. love, not less. It, It doesn't have to begin with one or the other. It can do, they Go both right. ways. Right. And I think that shows up here in verse eight, which is why mm. I pulled it up and highlighted it. So this is how my father is shown to be praiseworthy that you produce a large crop and become my students. It's the fact that you are producing this crop, the doing these actions, loving each other. Yes. Is what shows that God is worth paying attention to. And then people become Christ's students because Mm. God is worth paying attention to and the cycle repeats. So good. So good. Well, we've got to wrap this one up. Uh, Thank you everybody for abiding with us uh, this wonderful day. Uh, Where's my script? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this leg of the journey. The easiest way to support Found in Translation is to leave us a rating or review on whatever app or website you're using to enjoy this on. That makes it easier for more people to find the show. Second best way to do that is to become a sponsor. You can do that for just $5 a month. And when you do, you get comment access on the Translation's Google Doc, as well as the satisfaction of knowing that you are supporting exceptionally nerdy independent media. You can find the link to join the community in the episode notes. The music you're listening to is by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Found in Translation was produced by Perry FM on unceded Kalapuya and Chinook land. Goodbye, Brandon.
Bye, Brandon. Bye, everybody.